As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So I'm going to title the last series of this, 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 this week, the last sermon, You Can't Let Others Control You. <laughs> you can't let others control you. Who, who, who in here is letting a few people control them? Come on. Come on. Y'all know y'all lying. Come on. We, what, what happens here stays here. We just get free. Come on. Right? We let people control us, whether it's your daddy that did something to you as a child. I believe that everything that we're walking through started as a child. Because the enemy starts trapping us up as a child because he knows that we can't fight for ourselves, right? And so he starts, he, he, he gives you dysfunctional family or he makes you uh, have bullies at your school. He, he, there's just a religion. It could be anything that the enemy has, has started at a young age because there's something so anointed on the inside of you that the enemy never wants you to see it. See, what do I always tell you guys? The enemy used to be the apple of God's eye, but now he ain't. Somebody asked me the other day, who's the enemy? Um, it could be people that work for the devil they own his payroll they don't even know they own his payroll but it could be your ex it could be it could be anybody that the enemy knows that if we don't deal with stuff on the inside of us what happens it's a law of draw right if you don't deal with petty petty is all you see if you are up one day and down one day, then that's why all hell's breaking loose because the enemy knows I can, I can get them. All I got to do is, is, is make them have an emotional day and they're going to ruin a whole two weeks, right? Because they can't get out of their feelings and into healing, right? They're too busy trying to be Jesus in other people's lives and build a bear and everything else that they're over here mad at the world making people pay that didn't even do nothing to them. Anybody here making people pay that didn't do nothing to you? Anybody, anybody making someone pay in your life that did no more do nothing to you than the man in the moon, but because you mad at that person, now you carrying it on throughout your life and wondering how come you ain't blessed, but because of life and death, I got to slow down because y'all got to catch this word today. I start rhyming up in here and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So here's the key, y'all. We all have bad days. Say we all have bad days and we need a framework from which to process how to survive and how to overcome in those moments. We all need a framework. We go to church and we scream, I receive it. Y'all shouting all over the place, but you ain't receiving nothing because you ain't decided, how am I gonna activate this time in my life to be different from what I've walked through before? How am I gonna handle this argument differently? How am I going to handle this brokenness differently? How am I going to handle this betrayal differently? 
But we have determined that in order to emulate Jesus, we have to know this, that in order to emulate Jesus, we must forgive. That cuss word. Cuss word. Ah. We got to forgive those who are trying to destroy us. Now, I'm going to forgive everybody but them. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, because you got to pray for them. You got to pray for your haters. Y'all like, girl, I ain't there yet. I know it's hard. It is so hard. I pray for y'all, right? Kill them! Y'all be praying, but can I, can, at least I'm praying. <laughs> Somebody said the other day, can I, can I, Kim, can I just not pray that blessings come on them? But just pray that God don't kill them but hurt them. <laughs> I said, no. Because that means your heart's still polluted. Right? So we've got to, in order to emulate Jesus, we have to just, we have to pray and bless those and forgive those who just trying to destroy us. It's the hardest thing ever, ain't it? Has anybody ever come after you on social media? Anybody? Has anybody ever come after you? Like you knew it was about you. They did everything but call your name. Anybody? You knew it was you. In fact, look, look you're like, I think they talking about me, right? You know they talking about you. Not, not subliminal messages like, like get so free that if God, you know, God heals you so much that when they come against you, you're not even friends. Don't, not, not that kind. The kind that says, oh, you know, she a whole Jezebel. You know, she, like, you know, because they just called you that name. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, social media will have you petty crocker. You will be petty crocker and you will, y'all, you know how many times I've been like this. Because people don't do just small things. They do big things. Like they do, they, they go for the jugular. Because they know somewhere in you that you realize you've got too much to lose. So you ain't gonna come down on their level, right? When all you had to do was one button, send sinned and all of a sudden the whole world why because I got pictures I always say there's your side their side and screenshots <laughs> that's why I'm careful when I start doing this I hear the Lord say uh-uh delete it delete it I'm like oh no this is good this was good this is gonna set them straight they ain't never gonna do it to another person you hear me Jesus I'm helping you out I said it in a kind way I was very kind when I was getting in their tail you understand now I know you can't do it Jesus but I am an employee I will handle he like deleted anybody had to delete a whole paragraph ah! I remember y'all I used to be the queen my brother, I caught my brother one time kissing Meredith. Hope Meredith ain't watching. She lived across the street from us. And I would always catch my brother out in the woods kissing on these girls. I loved it when I caught him. Because for the next three months, he did all of my, all of my uh, chores. And every time he would say, I ain't doing it, go tell mama. I'd be like, okay. And he oh, uh, okay, Kim, I got it. But how many of you know, one day... He got sick and tired of being controlled. And my ammunition, he is like, I'd rather get beat than have to follow your rules. That's how we've got to look at it. We've got to look at it like you can only control me to the level I let you control me. 
because greater is he that is in me. I might have done everything they said I did, but I ain't no longer that person. But in order to forgive, we got to stop living there. So I'm going to help you out today. God's word tells us how to live through a bad day. It teaches us, y'all gonna wanna get your notebooks out because I'm about to drop it like it's hot up in here and you're gonna wanna know these notes. I'm gonna give y'all some points. God's word tells us to live how to live through a bad season, through a divorce, through rejection, through betrayal. He did it. He did it. He made it. It teaches us how to survive and be an overcomer, not just survive. Some of y'all just surviving. Y'all like, I'm here. How you doing today, sister? I'm here. Whew. One day at a time, Pastor Kim, I'm here. No, we, gotta, we can't just survive. We can't get in that place of surviving. We got to get in that place of thriving. In James 4, 1 through 2, I'm, I just threw this in on the front row today because I'm really preaching to myself today. I preach my best sermons to me. And in and, and, and James 4, 1 through 2, it says, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you. Now, I want y'all to be doing inflection. Is that a word? Inflection. What's it called? Self-reflection. I like inflection. 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 I bet that ain't even a word. That's all right. Y'all know I said special ed. I get away with a lot of stuff, okay? Y'all like, yeah, girl, Inflection. Now, y'all going to be used to know your status and people be like, inflection, self-reflection. No, real talk kids say inflection. I've learned that if you want to get away with stuff, you just say it real confidently. Like, you, you, I meant to say it. I meant it. But it says, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? Because it can't affect you. If you heal from it, I have discovered that if you really heal from something, can't nobody get you riled up. You don't want to set nobody straight. You don't want to go show receipts. You don't even care about the receipts. You done cleaned your whole iCloud storage out with all the receipts, right? Don't they come, the desires and the quarrels and the fights come from within you? You want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. Y'all, ooh, that's a little ratchet. Ooh, that was a little deep, Kim. Scheme and kill? Now we ain't there. Your mouth. What's your mouth saying? Don't you scheme and kill to get it. You're jealous? Y'all, this isn't a word. This is a thug version. It really ain't. It's an NLT. So you scheme and kill to get it? You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want nothing that I got to fight and mess you up for because there's a thing called Holy Ghost karma. You understand what I'm saying? Holy Ghost. Karma ain't a God. Karma, once we come to know Jesus, all old things passed away and we've been made new. However, there's a thing called consequences. Holy Ghost consequences, okay? And them Holy Ghost consequences are going to make you have to go around that block a few times until you say, I'm sorry. Right? 
Because as long as I've got war going on inside of me, then everything you say, I'm going to take offense to it. When you see somebody getting blessed, all of a sudden you start feeling petty inside. Why am I feeling this way? Could it be that the last time somebody started getting that same treatment, they went crazy on me. Now I realize I got to deal with it again when they get a little bit. It's, 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 it's allowing yourself to, why am I feeling what I'm feeling instead of taking it to the phone, you take it to the throne. Right? It says, yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. So we don't want to ask God, heal me. Instead of paying $50,000 in therapy. Therapy's awesome, but still for the same thing for 48 years? You've been going still? For, you, you've been going to Eleanor for 40 years? On something your daddy did? Still? Because I'm not going to let go what you did to me. I'm going to stay in a marriage with you, but I'm going to keep bringing up the affair every other week. So now what's happening is, because we won't let go, now we are literally living out hell. Because if the enemy can't, he, he don't want your marriage to work. So what he does is, he makes you become petty every other day and, and go sleep in the guest room to prove your point. I don't need no man. One day you're going to wake up and I ain't going to have one. Because we, we're broken, we're scared, we're alone, we're fearful, right? Here's what happens. Let me tell you how the enemy does it. When we don't forgive and we walk around with illness inside of us, we let the rut make us rot. Here's what he does. You ready for this? Here's how he gets us. Through withdrawal. Anybody withdrawing here? Let me explain what I mean. Anybody shut down? Anybody go quiet? Hey, baby, look, I love it. I love it. We like, yeah, I do, girl. I need deliverance. He like, what do you want to eat? Mm. <laughs> baby, did you hear me? Yes. What do you have to say about that? Nothing. Read my mind. You know how many of y'all didn't get nothing for Valentine's Day? Because y'all said, I don't want nothing. And when you didn't get nothing, you mad still? A whole month later, you said you didn't want nothing. But because we're so in a place where we don't want to out, we, 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 we don't want to put anybody out. We don't, we're allowing ourselves to be driven by the stuff we've never healed from. So now we withdraw. If when one person closes out the other person physically or conversationally, this is how you know if you're doing it. You say things like forget about it. Anybody forget about it person? Just forget about it. Or this one gripes me. End of discussion. Who said that it's the end of discussion? I ain't through. You ain't my daddy. I'm grown, grown. End of discussion. Basically, what you're saying is what you're feeling doesn't matter because I'm done with this conversation. Or you say things like, I'm not talking about this anymore. Get over it. So when we say these things, it's because there's really something in us that's injured and broken. And so we don't want to allow the other person to have one up on us. So we will literally go to bed <laughs> back to back. We will miss out on steak dinner and potatoes at Longhorns. Because we won't let go of an offense. And here's what else the enemy does. Not only does he make you withdraw, but then he starts escalating it. 
Anybody? I just got in. Somebody said, like, girl, we making up for Longhorn when I leave here because I'm done. I'm done being mad. <laughs> it's over. It's under the blood. Under the blood. Pastor Kim said it's under the blood. So, so we withdraw and then we escalate. Escalate. And this is where communication gets ugly. You start shouting. You start blaming. And when it heats up, you say you a lot. You. It's you. It's your fault. If you would have gotten here on time, you. So basically, we're pointing and we're saying, you, you, you. We're starting to exaggerate. We're starting to say things like always, never. Voices raise. Heart rates palpitate. Oh, I hate when the heart rates palpitate. Right? Because it feels like you're about to have a whole panic attack. All you got to do is be like, I'm done. I'm not going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, that I said that. You, it, it gets past 100 degrees. Your ears start, I've, I've been there, my ears start getting hot. I always say it's the anointing. No, it's, it's, it's the petty. <laughs> One thing builds on another and gets out of control, and it usually involves shouting. Here's another way. So, so withdrawal, then escalation, then belittling. This is when you start name-calling. You're so dumb. You're so stupid. Thinking you're superior when reality you're the one throwing the names, which means you don't really think you're superior at all. You're trying to hurt people like they're hurting you, right? Response, you start looking for a way to get away from that other person. You're accusing the other of being dumb or stupid. And you belittle the other and prove that he or she ain't nothing. You're better. And you don't really feel those things or you wouldn't be saying it. Here's another, here's another way he gets you, through false belief. False belief. We start believing lies. Thinking they don't love me no more. They just aren't attracted to me. Could it be they're not attracted to you because of your mouth? You're welcome. You're welcome. Preach, Kim. Could it be that they're not attracted to you because of your mouth? Because they're just so used to your body language and shutting y'all. I'm preaching to me, okay? Look, I'm, I'm, I, this is okay. It's could they? Could it be right that the reason all your relationships end is because of your hardness? So I want to talk to you today. We're going to throw a, a, a Bible story in here, so y'all ain't mad at me, but you're mad at the Bible story. Just, <laughs> we're going to go from Luke ten thirty eight, and we're going to look at a situation where. Mary could have gotten really offended. Anybody feel like you get offended a lot? Come on. Man, I just love our church because some of y'all going to hell on a slip and slide, but that's okay. I'm trying to help you. Some of y'all like, yeah, girl, that's me. I am Patty Crocker to the fifth degree, but not after today because I just admitted it. Now every time you get in the car and he's waiting for the dart, you're like, I got healed. You saw me lift my hand at church, Right? I always say this. This is what I always raise my kids, and I tell our inner, my inner circle all the time this. You've got three seconds. Somebody say three seconds. When someone hurts you, and they say things because they've had a bad day, doesn't make it right, but you decide whether you're going to be offended at it or you're going to let it roll off your back. Once it's on you past three seconds, you're like, girl, that's a lot. That's all you need to decide now. No, mm -mm. I, 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 ain't, I ain't letting this mess us up. I'm not letting what you say get in me. I'm not letting what you did cause infection in me. 
So I got three seconds right now. I'm declining. So how do I do that, Kim? That's easier said than done. Literally, when someone hurts me, I will escape to the beach in Miami. I will just fly through the air. And I've got a blue chair with a blue and white stripe, a towel. And when someone's hurting me, I will escape to that. And I will see myself sitting in that chair <laughs> drinking a virgin margarita. Because I've had to get my focus off of what they're saying to me that hurts me that was nothing to do with me. It was hurt people, hurt people. And I can't let what you're saying get in me. So I got to stop this right here. So I'm going to escape. Ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy? Y'all know where I got that from? I was having a panic attack in the hospital. I went, knew I was dying. I drove up in that hospital. I don't even wait for the car to quit. Now, I am carrying so much baggage through my life. I am carrying baggage after baggage, and it's coming out through my body, through my pores. I'm just a mess. I refuse to forgive. And I started having this panic attack, and I drive to the hospital, and I'm getting out of the car, the car and I'm flying into the building, and I'm dying at this point I can't even breathe I can't. and so I throw myself over the front counter and I am dead and she says ma'am what is your name I said dead I'm dead she goes what is your social security number so I can bill you I said dead I'm dying she wasn't moving and I heard God say what are you doing I said I'm coming home he said no you're not coming home you're not coming home, but if you don't get your little attitude and your little, your little crazy mentality of thinking you dying because you ain't healed, because you're carrying all this baggage from your yesteryears into your future, he said, you're going to be out $10,000 to find out you couldn't renew your mind. And all I heard was $10,000, and I started coming up off the table. I said, come on, mama. There's been a miracle in Piedmont Fayette. Won't he do it? Finally, later, I'm like, what happened? She said, you had a panic attack. She said, next time that happens, envision yourself on the beach with your toes in the sand. You got to get your mind off of whatever it is pissing you off. Whatever it is that's hurt your heart, whatever it is that is making you feel like you've been wounded, you got to stop thinking about it because that is the only way the enemy can get in your spirit. So in this story... Luke 10, 38, it says, as Jesus and the disciples, I'm going really fast now, y'all. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha, say Martha, welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary, say Mary, sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But, Mary, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. So somewhere in Martha, she felt like her works were going to help her get ahead. So she missed out on the opportunity to come to church and get fed or sit at the feet of Jesus and get fed because somewhere in her, she always thought she's not going to be loved unless she can give. So she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair? She said, Lord... Doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? She's telling on her sister. Tell her. God, get her. Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, 
you are worried and upset over all things that don't matter. You are worried about the details. There is only one thing. Come on, somebody. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. And that is when you're in my presence. That you realize I got off of the throne and onto the cross. And I took 39 stripes. So you ain't got to take 40. There's only one thing that you should be concerned about. Now, 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 now here's what I want you to understand. When Mary complained to Jesus about, when, when Martha complained to Jesus about Mary on his first visit to Bethany, Mary could have chosen to be offended by her sister, but there is no indication in the word of God that she felt salty. She also could have taken offense when Judas and the disciples the whole disciples was talking about her and protesting against her because of her extravagant worship? She could have gotten offended. She could have gotten her panties, her offense panties wrapped around her neck and had to go to counseling. I don't know why my daddy won't fight for me. I don't know why my mama won't fight for me. I don't know why Jesus won't fight for me. But again, there's no indication that Mary ever got offended. But don't make the mistake, y'all, of underestimating the pain that was inflicted upon Mary in both situations. She felt like she wasn't worth fighting for. Here was a woman who loved her Lord with all her heart. She did the right thing, but still was unfairly criticized. Not by her enemies, but once by her sister and another time by the Lord's disciples. And y'all walking around with church hurt and family craziness and can't forgive? Don't you think the enemy is saying, <laughs> got you? When all you got to do is get up. Mary never opened her mouth to defend herself. Woo! She never said, but God, did you not see that I always am helping? I'm always doing this. I'm always the last one at the church. I'm putting the church back together after the Valentine ball. Nobody told me, thank you. Don't you see that I'm always doing, I'm always serving, I'm always cooking for my family, and I never get a thank you? She got rejected by her family. And then by the armor bearers of the church, the deacons, the security, security. <laughs> Mary never opened her mouth to defend herself or her actions. In silence, she entrusted the matter to her Lord. <laughs> how many, how much blood pressure medicine was some of y'all saved by just... Here's my point. There will always be some Christian, some loved one who will always undermine your good actions. And if you get offended, upset, and go off and sulk and nurse your grievances, guess what? You gonna die. You gonna die. 
Well, he living his best life. He left me for my best friend. Now they over in Punta Canta. He always said he's going to take me to Punta Canta. And now he's with her. Anybody that got together with your spouse cheating, now they married to the cheater. You got to stop looking at what they got and what they're doing and realize, honey, if their grass is greener, all you got to do is start watering yours. You hear me? You're welcome. So here's what I want to do really quickly in the next 10 minutes. Number one, here's the things you got to understand. With that in mind, that people are going to offend you. People are going to hurt you. People are going to reject you. People ain't going to come to your birthday party. People are going to tell you they're going to buy your book. They ain't going to buy your book. People... They're going to come to your wedding. They ain't going to come to your wedding. They're going to give you some money because you always giving them money. They ain't going to give you no money. Oh, I'll pay you back as soon as I get money. They ain't going to pay you back. <laughs> With that being in mind, here's what you've got to understand. Y'all ready for this? Eight things. Write down. Number one, people will hurt your feelings. They're going to hurt your feelings because of the fall. This is going to happen. Sometimes a person acts with malicious intent, desiring to hurt you because they jelly, 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 or because they don't like you. They've chosen to offend you or to be offended by you. Other times, people are going to hurt you and don't even know they hurt you. Either way, you got to let it go. Let it go, because I got three seconds to let it go. Number two, when others hurt you, your heart will be hidden. That's a lie. When others hurt you, what happens? Your spiritual maturity will be revealed. I ain't going to church there ever again because Pastor Kill. You better stop. Your spiritual maturity is real. You will discover how real your relationship with Jesus Christ is when your feelings get hurt. I understand why Pastor Kim did that. I understand. No, it's believing in the impossible. It is believing that, you know what, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I know that you're working it together. I know I'm going to understand, but I'm going to keep my feelings together. I'm not going to get in my feelings. I'm going to stay in healing. I'm going to process. I'm going to trust the process. You can be the greatest speaker. You can be the greatest evangelist. You can be the greatest worship leader. You can be the greatest. You can be the goat in your family. You understand what I'm saying? But when your feelings are hurt, what you do at that moment and afterward will reveal the reality of your relationship with Jesus. Well, I'm going to counseling for it. Well, do something. Stop using that as an excuse and start putting the counseling into work. Some of us don't get healed because we like the attention being broken gets us. Everybody wants to be a diamond, but nobody wants to get cut. People have one of two reactions when their feelings get hurt. They deal with it before the Lord, or what? Or what? They destroy others. My mom has always taught me, don't take it personal. It's spiritual. 
every loss ain't a loss. It ain't got nothing to do with you, Kim, and everything to do with the elevation God's doing in your life. Well, I don't want God to use me then because I'm sick of all this pressure. I just wish God didn't trust me so much, but he does. Thank you, Jesus. They walked out. He walked in. Why? Because he knew giving up wasn't an option for you. Mary left it in God's hands. Here's number three. God intends to use mistreatments for our good. <laughs> God intends to use mistreatments for our good. Where, where he at? Where, where he at? Well, well, I don't see him getting them back. Life is going to get them back. You may never see it because of the filters on social media. But you can't be worried about them, boo. You got to worry about yourself. God intends to use every mistreatment for good. To paraphrase this, listen, Romans 8, 28. Everything that comes into our lives, whether good or evil, first pass through the hands of a sovereign, loving God. Well, he's a mean, mean, but nope, nope. Rejection was God's protection. You just got to stop being petty about it. Once you make peace with God's ability to make straight the crooked lines, the more at peace you will be with those who mistreat you. While God is not the author of confusion or evil, he seeks to use all things, say all, all things, for our transformation. If you wouldn't have walked through the hell you walked through, you'd still be nay-naying and not pray for you. Hunty. Here's number four. Christians often get offended by reading into words and actions. Y'all like, I'm prophetic. No, you prophesying. You ain't prophetic. You always calling people out. You always say, oh, I see it. Oh, I see it. But your life is wrecked. This usually happens when a person is oversensitive and thin-skinned. In my experience, this makes up most cases in which a Christian takes offense at another believer. And as a group, Christians are the most easily offended people in the world. I can't stand petty. I'm like, what you mad at today? You mad again? Oh, you going to let them ruin your life? Oh, 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 we going to make everybody pay in the office because you can't get over what they did? Oh, really? I will call, my, I will call you out. You be like, you hurt my feelings. Get over it! I need you to get up. You can't be staying in your feelings. There ain't no money in there, okay? There ain't no money in your feelings, baby. But there's a bestseller in how you overcame your feelings. Okay, y'all see what I did right there? Number five. Christians often get offended with a person when they believe false accusations. I'm only telling you this so we can pray. No, you messy. You don't need to know what's going on in my life. All you need to know is let's pray. Let's pray for so-and-so. She's heavy on my spirit. Right? Because what happens is sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's a lie from the pit of hell. People do not forget what you tell them. 
So you over here living your best life, and because somebody went and lied on you, or maybe they told the truth on you, but that's who you were last month, not now. <laughs> I ain't that, I got DUI last month, not this month, man. This month, I'm doing good this month, okay? Like, like, like you over here airing out my laundry, and you talking about my past, but my growth came so strong, that I done sold the whole building and all the product inside, okay? It's covering your sisters and your brothers. That was good. Number six, what you do with a hurt is a choice you make. You can choose to be offended and make a friend out of your hurt, feed it, take it out for daily walks, <laughs> cuddle it, protect it until it destroys you your marriages, marriage, your relationships, right? Till it becomes a root of bitterness. If allowed to live, with, 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 it will defile many and prove destructive to your own spirit. It is like an infection. The rut is making you rot. Here's number seven. I got, I got two minutes, 55 seconds. Number seven. To be offended by a child of God is to be offended by God. Ah, they ratchet. They're God's kids. They're reacting out of hurt, but you can't let that hurt get in you. So who do you need to forgive today? Who have you been holding on to that just simply needs forgiveness? Now, I ain't saying, now listen, I'm going to get this straight. Everybody, listen closely. Just because you forgave don't mean you got to go have dinner with them. Forgiveness is for you. Not forgiving somebody is like drinking poison and hoping they die. Every single time somebody does something ugly to me and I don't open my mouth, <laughs> oh, I could. Oh, I could. But I hear you, Holy Spirit. I hear you. I just heard God say, every time you say that, you ain't healed. <laughs> they all know you can now. Fix it, Kim. Fix it. God elevates. When somebody takes credit for your job at work, and they're like, oh, my God, Samantha, <laughs> she crushed that promotion thingy, whatever it is, whatever you do in business. <laughs> she crushed that meeting. And you're over here going, she didn't even do it. That was all me. But yet Samantha says, yeah, she did a great job. <laughs> Killer. <laughs> no, you got to be able to do it. Well, well, because it just flowed. Maybe, just maybe. I just say it, boo. I ain't talking to you, but you were just, I don't even know why I said her name. Why, God? She like, why you say my name? I'm really proud of you, actually. So it's nothing. Here's the last one. You can live free from offense. When I let go and let God, y'all listen to me. This doesn't mean that you will never be hurt. Nor does it mean that you will never be angry. Jesus got angry. Remember his temple tantrum? I love those moments. Flipping over the tables and stuff. Hood and holy. 
You remember when Paul said, be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Anger is a normal human emotion. When someone abuses you or abuses someone you care about. But, say but. but. What I do with the anger determines whether or not it is sin. Sin will take you further than you want to go, cost you more than you want to pay, and keep you longer than you want to stay. Say it ain't worth it. Being mad at you ain't worth it. Blocking you and unfriending you ain't worth it. Because the Bible says I can't hurt another child of God. Y'all, there's some things that I did in my hurt that I had to go back and repent. Like, I'm sorry, I was very petty. (laughs) Forgive me. And every time I do that, I go to another level. Nobody even sees that I'm accomplishing this but me and God. But God will take you from the back of the line to the front of the line. Stand up on your feet. We should always be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become anger, angry. The Lord has called us to the high road of living without offense. And he has given us both the power and the will to do it. Here's my question. How many of you feel like you dragged some stuff in this building today? We're leaving paradise. I did. I had to walk literally back in that office after first service and say, Mimi, I'm really sorry if I hurt your feelings when I said that. Because it's up to me to make sure that I'm not stopping the flow of God in my life because I got offended at something. You never know what somebody's walking through. You never know how they're feeling about a season in their life. And so who are we to get offended and hurt a child of God? Well, they ain't no child of God. Who are you? When you could be the one to heal them, God use you to heal them. So how many people in this building today feel like you walked in carrying something with your hand? You walked in carrying something. Come on, it's good, it's good. I walked in carrying something. I carried an offense. I carried, I'm carrying something today. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to lift your hands as high as you can. And say, Father, I release it. Come on. What are you releasing? Come on, let it out. You ain't got to say it. We don't even know your business. But see yourself releasing it. Some of y'all doing this. No, you can't. you got to release it. And God, in this place, as we lift our hands and online, every person, all of our, inner, all of our limitless church family online, God, let us forgive daddies. Let us forgive mamas. Let us forgive our children. Let us forgive that person that was supposed to have our back and they didn't have our back. They said they were supporters and they didn't. Some of y'all got to let go of what you're mad at God. Let it go. Come on, let it go. See yourself just letting it go. I'm giving it to you, God. Now, Lord, heal me that 
Some of y'all need to pray this prayer. God, heal me. That every time I see this person, I don't feel anger. Let me heal the trigger. God, get to the root. Come on, y'all. Get to the root, God. Get to the root of what they did. Get to the root of me giving my whole life for this person only for them to throw me away like trash. Forgive myself. I just heard the Lord say, some of y'all need to forgive yourself. And Lord, let our church walk in forgiveness at a level I walk in. So much so that ain't nobody can steal my joy. Ever. In Jesus' name. Come on, say, God, live in me. Come on, let's all get saved again. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Come on online, let's get saved again. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my pettiness. Forgive me whatever I'm holding on to. I don't even know I'm holding on to. Come on. Awaken something in me, God. That'll let me be a game changer. A nation shifter. Lord, let this week be a week where it feels like I'm in Puchacanta on vacation. Give me a rest that I can't get unless I'm on vacation. I thank you today that I'm letting other people off the chalking block. Come on. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive everybody. Now, Lord, thank you for elevation. Thank you, Lord, for doors opening I didn't even pray for. Thank you for doors opening I forgot I prayed for. Thank you for restitution. Seven times greater is coming in my life. I'm leaving Paradise Island and I'm walking into Heavenly Boulevard. I'm taking my U-Haul. I'm backing it up to my 450 Petty Lane. And I'm moving to 677 Freedom Lane. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Man, I love y'all. Some of y'all need to wrap your arms around your spouse and say, baby, it's going to be all right. Some of y'all need to wrap your arms around yourself and say, girl, I got you. Come on. Bro, I got you. Y'all go be awesome this week. Don't let nobody take you out of your peace. You hear me? Stay out of your feelings. Ain't no money in there. There ain't no peace in there. I sure do love you guys. Y'all go change the world one person at a time. Everywhere you go, there's an assignment. Everywhere you go, there's somebody that needs you to look them in the eyes and tell them it's going to be all right. Why? Because limitless, your best is yet to come. I love y'all. I love you online. I love you, RTK Inner Circle. Love y'all. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.